Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Yeah, so what I was saying is just take all that stuff with you when you leave. Okay. And then you can just organize as many podcasts as you want because I'll be here the next two weeks, but then I'm getting ready for Guyana after that. Yeah. And I got to get my captain's license freaking yes, done. Absolutely. And then I'm back from Guyana, and it's like Christmas holiday season coming up quick after that, and and then uh, then I'm in Florida for two months. Yeah. And then after Florida, I come back and I go to Suriname. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, right? Yeah, nothing. When are you gonna go on a big? international pursuit of the largest freshwater cat or largest predatory catfish that swim on this entire freaking planet. We're, we're a year away because at I, least a year. Yeah. Or less than a year. Cause, cause for one, that large amount of cash plus the time off my, it's five to 6,000. Yeah. Plus yeah. that time off my normal job kind of puts a crunch on me right now oh dude you're telling no. me yeah the the last trip i went on but it was just one of them moments you know yeah. like whatever you only live once like i'm yeah. gonna die someday so i might as well enjoy the, the ride along the way and uh i'll i'll do my best to make more tomorrow because it's gonna be expensive but yeah you know what like, and that's that's where i'll get but the way i kind of have thought about it to this point is i only have a certain amount of time to take off from my daily work and a certain amount in my bank account. So I'd oh, rather, yeah. I'd rather put that into, let's say seven or eight more local. Oh yeah. Even if it's Tennessee or if it's, you know, Missouri or yeah. wherever we go, if I could get five or six trips out of that same amount of money. Versus, oh, you get way more than that. Yes. You know, I'm we're just, talking five, six. I'm just saying for concept wise, like uh, more bang for your buck. Yes. By staying local. And yeah. you're absolutely right. And I'm not going to hit 145-pound wells, of course. Right. But I'm I'm 
just well, working within my reason but that's at the, the moment. Well, you can't bring the Wells trip up because that's like the bargain bin of international catfishing trips. <laughs> like, it, it is cheaper to go to Spain Wells catfishing than it is to go to Florida. Like you can spend a week in Florida and spend twice as much as you would to fly to Spain. Even on the Chattahoochee? It's no, pretty, it's pretty, pretty cheap, cheap on the chat. Well, and your room and board would be taken <laughs> care of down there. So, but that's the the cost of uh, lodging. That's the 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 big yes. deal breaker. Like you you book a hotel in Florida, you're talking if it's not a piece of shit, it's 150, 200 bucks a night. I'm sure. So yeah. you figure they know what they got. Let's say 150 <laughs> times seven. What's that? 1,050. Yeah. Right there, that's over half of what I paid to go to Spain and back and everything in between. Yeah. All the way down to the $9 airport beers, man. <laughs> so Spain, like... Which was half the cost of the trip. It might. You ain't joking, man. Like like I said, we drank every beer in Spain, which I'm back to drinking some beers. Life's back to normal. Kind of. What's, what's your ultra? It was in the fridge. <laughs> it's like, a, it needs drank, so I'm going to drink it. And, My uh, girlfriend's dad has fridge beers. You don't care what's in there. It's yeah. It's a fridge beer. There's some hazy, <laughs> like hazy IPAs. I don't like IPAs. They'll get drank eventually. Absolutely right. But it'll be like diluted. There'll be, you know, three or four bush lights, and then then, uh, then one of one. one of those, and then back to the bush lights. <laughs> and There's a system. Similar deal with these. Yeah. Which well, those aren't bad. If if I'm bad. at a bar and they don't have bush light, this is this is what I drink. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be Bud Light, and then I. would Discovered the Mick Ultra thanks to Jason Schneiderhand's wife. Yeah, and because uh, that's what when when I stay at their place, that's my room and board fee. Bring her a case, case of Mick Ultra. Mick Ultra. <laughs> yeah, when we went down Spoonbill and you brought her a case. Yep. I think we drank it though. Well, and that's that was <laughs> the last the time before that I drank it too. But that's where I learned that they're not so bad. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. That's that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> But I totally hear what you're saying as far as, you know, making the most out of your dollar. Yes. It absolutely makes sense. But at the end of the day, it's pretty freaking cool to go to the rainforest. And and I will and I can't wait. Did did Jay tell you he's going? No. He didn't tell you he's going? (laughs) I haven't talked to him. He's been in Boston. Yeah. He's in Boston for work right now. Jay's going to Guyana in November. No crap. Yeah. I don't think he's paid his deposit yet, but... What days in November? November's trapping season. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think I think it'd be the trip over Thanksgiving. Okay. So you have another right. another little motivator to go. Be <laughs> I'm me, not going to Thanksgiving. Me, me, you and Jay, it'd be a good time. <laughs> that would be a great time. And maybe maybe I'll work around, work around the dates. There's there's a trip after that too. Yeah. We'll we'll see what kind of magic I can work. You think about it a little bit. <laughs> So on to your, uh, well, do we want to talk about Kansas? We can talk about Kansas. It was, uh, speaking of lodging, I took my girlfriend down there with me. Right. You know, and she just kind of needed a little getaway, and I knew I was going to be gone. I had two guide trips, so I... It's very scenic I left place me. you took her to. She uh, is more happy just to sit in the house with no kids and read a book. And have like a cool house to stay in. Yeah, is that kind of her yes. thing? So I uh, rented a condo, which was three fourths of my expense of the whole trip. Dude, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. If you can, that's why I can't. Yes, like if you cut 
the hotel Airbnb out of the trip, it's amazing how cheap things yes, are. Like absolutely right. I'm gonna go to the Missouri next week. I'm leaving on Monday. I'm gonna camp. So it's gonna cost me like seventy bucks in fuel to get there, seventy bucks in fuel to get back. And I don't don't count food because you gotta eat yeah. no matter where you go. And I'm not staying in a hotel. I'm sleeping on the yeah. bank. So it's gonna be 140 bucks to yeah. to fish. Throw in beer and food and gas in your boat. Yeah, I you guess. You know, so total 300, I, yeah. 400 bucks no. for a week. I mean, if you include the f- food. Yeah. But I, I don't include the food because you got to eat either way. You do. And when you're camping, you eat pretty well, realistic. I'm going to eat some fish, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I spent, I got two bucks in hash browns. I got some eggs. Whatever that equals, two bucks in eggs. Yeah. I'm going to bring some, some brats. Yeah, probably some brats. So we're up to some maybe potatoes. maybe $9. Yeah. yeah. And uh, some catfish breading, oil. I don't know. I'm going to eat for three days on like $25. Yeah. Which, if you're at home. And a case of beer. So that's another 25 bucks, 50 bucks. Yeah. If you're at home, you run out and get a meal. That's 20 bucks right there. You know, yeah. it just, it's amazing when you are not there for any purpose other than fishing, how cheap it can be, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yep. I might even do black and catfish on a campfire. We'll see. I haven't had black and catfish for a while. It just kind of sounds good. <laughs> it's on the menu. But anyway, back to Kansas. <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was a pretty fun trip. You know, I, I can't thank you enough for getting me some bait. Spencer went out. Oh, I the, forgot about that. The night before I went out. And, See, that's uh, how much of a big deal it was to me. I, I forgot I even did it. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, loaded me up with a bunch of shad, which was awesome. I ended up getting some that next morning, so I had fresh and that. Did you found but, uh, some? Yeah, I found some shad, and then I caught some white bass as well. So I threw a little bit of everything in mm-hmm. it. Was there anything they preferred? No. It was just Literally everything got hit. Yeah. The fillets got hit. You know, the gut pocket got hit. Heads got hit. There was there was zero preference mm-hmm. on anything. You caught a pile of them, right? Forty to fifty total on the trip. So in eight hours I, of fishing, that well, I ran two guide trips, so it was it was uh, twelve hours of fishing. Twelve plus I fished probably three by myself, so fifteen hours of fishing. So it wasn't gangbusters, but you probably had waves of fish. Yes. Yeah, like it would be nothing for a little while then suddenly you got one to three rods going yeah on. we never doubled up but there was definitely areas where you're like oh fish on take care of it fish on take care yeah. of it so it was uh it was a good time nothing huge though which what would what, you say your biggest one was 15 ish yeah but those are yeah. fun fish yeah five to 15s yeah. are fun and w- there was a bunch of five to 15s you send some people home with some flays no, they didn't want them. Really? Yeah, everybody I I uh, fish with didn't want to keep them. So those are the. I love flathead, but I might like blue blues, cats. Blues are good. Maybe even better. They are. They're just you get that mud line, mud vein out of them, and they're so mild and flaky yep. and firm, and you can cook them so many different ways. And like if I catch five pound blue next week, he's dead. Oh, absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, that's two meals. I. I <laughs> I hadn't kept a fish for a client for a while. Nobody wanted them, but I had my last guide trip on Tuesday for 2022, and they, uh, I was pretty happy. And you did well. Yeah, we caught some fish. It wasn't like gangbusters, but it was post-front. I told the guy it's going to be tough, yeah. and uh, we 
I said, do you want to start out with cats or walleyes? And he said, well, I never caught a walleye on purpose. <laughs> and he still hadn't. We caught, <laughs> we caught some smallmouth. We caught mouth. some smallies, <laughs> I saw, yeah. But... um. <laughs> <laughs> we we did that. You can't get them all. <laughs> yeah, we did that for a little while, and then switched over to cats. And um, I was on my way to where I thought they would be, and then I saw a bank that had a bunch of timber on, and I'm like, and I had to slow down because there's this log that I always hit it. <laughs> so I I quit going by there on plate. It's a sign, dude. It's... It follows me. I, I hit it on Monday. And I swore last time I was down there, it was 20 feet to the right, and I smoked that thing, <laughs> centered it up on the boat. I was so pissed. Just I told Spencer's log. I told the guy, I'm like, there's this log here that just follows me around. And then words didn't hardly leave my mouth, and it was just like, <laughs> yep, there it is. But I had to slow down so I didn't smoke that thing, and I didn't yeah. even hit it. But came around, and I looked at that bank, I'm like, we need to side scan this. Yeah. And I come by this, the first brush pile over there. And I like, there's, those look like fish. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> and there was probably six to 10 fish in it. And you don't know what they are, but I said, I bet they're cats. Yeah. So let's throw some baits at them. And five minutes, Rod goes down, first one in the boat. And we fish it for another 15, don't get a bite. That's how cold water cats are. Yeah. You know, there, there could be a bunch there and only so many are active. But we bounce around a little bit, put, Four in the boat, and um, and probably could have had more, but you know everybody gets excited when a rod goes down. That's oh, all yeah. right, but uh, yeah, but uh, he was happy, and that's all that really matters. And yeah, he he wanted to keep keep a couple, and I flayed him out in the boat, and I, nobody wanted to keep any for yeah. a while. So I was I was happy that cold somebody, water cats are tough to beat. Well, that's what I told him, and I I did him good, man. Like I flayed him out, and then I took all that red meat off of him yeah. for him, and threw him in baggies, and he had a cooler, so Hell he was yeah. ready to keep some fish. And that's awesome. I told him these are going to be the best cats you ever ate that's in your right. life, and they will be. Yeah. Did you send him a bag of breading home? I didn't. I didn't have any on hand. Yeah. That would have been the classy thing, but I'm not the classiest <laughs> person in the world, so didn't work out anybody that's listening if you haven't tried whisker seeker batter you need to try it it's amazing yeah if it you really is if you like crispy crunchy fish which i don't know anybody who Some doesn't do, but if you're a beer batter guy then you really don't like that crisp who you know you don't like it like well, you like the beer batter but even those guys like the crunchy ones yeah like let's be real like <laughs> i've never i've never handed like a plate of fried fish to somebody and they ate a piece and didn't eat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's the biggest compliment to your cooking is if people go back for seconds. Especially ones that are kind of hesitant to take the first piece. Oh, yeah. that yeah. That's very rewarding. Yes. But I don't. It, it's just a good quality cornmeal-based uh, fish batter that makes your fish fillets extra crispy and um, nice and crunchy and has good spices and good flavor. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Just good. And the Cajun really does have a little bit of kick. Not a lot, but it does have a little bit of kick if you to put it. A, if you put a little extra hot Franks well, yeah. oh. on there. <laughs> oh, so Mike Mike and Trish book a trip a month, right? Yep. And the last trip me and Mike went on, Trish couldn't make it. Or no. Did you take Mike and his kids? Was nope. that that trip? Nope. nope. Trish, Trish made it. She was late. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me, Mike, and Trish. And uh, his daughters were in school, so he left them in school for this one. But um, they got me a birthday present. 
Awesome. It was a gallon of Frank's Extra Hot. <laughs> and and Old Bay Black and Fish Seasoning, which I will take to the Missouri River. I was going to say, your whole Florida trip is set now. Dude, You've got I... got a gallon? <laughs> if that doesn't say... If that doesn't speak volumes for how much they know me, I don't know what does. And I got tipped... I had a guy come book a trip on Monday, and he, he tipped me with a, a bottle of, of Frank's Buffalo. So yeah. I have variety. Awesome. I can't complain. I'm not sure I've had the Frank's Buffalo. It's solid. It's good? Yeah. I haven't put it on fish. Maybe I have. I don't remember. Some buffaloes are way over the top. It's, it's And some are good. I just call it good. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I like it. Pretty much every type of Frank's hot sauce I've had, I like. I don't know <laughs> if you call that a hot sauce. He, they know what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, you're down in Kansas. Yes, you caught some Kansas, fish. Nailed some fish. So I had slow periods. Mm-hmm. Had good periods. My clients were awesome. Yeah. I mean, they were unbelievable. Um, did nighttime trolling, and I put uh, my... Just put glow sticks glow on the planer sticks boards? On the planer boards. Yeah. That was awesome. When you get It a, was a good time. Yeah. Imagine what it looked like with like a 50 hitting it. Yes. I'm sure you imagined it a lot, but. Well, truthfully, with blue cats, when a 15 hits it, you're like, oh, oh they lo- <laughs> they smoke it. But I had a glow stick or my night sticks, my whisker seeker night light yep, sticks. Yep, yep, yep. On my rods. And then mm-hmm. I had glow sticks on the planer board so I could tell when I was going straight, you know, make sure, sure it was planing out. Mm-hmm. It was, it was pretty cool when they got connected so I've, got I've, hit. I've only heard of that i've never done it it's pretty cool okay i would suggest it. it okay when i was uh down south down in bama last winter i they you you can still troll for for cats even when the water's like it was high 40s but the trick is to go extra slow yeah you're going instead of going 0.5 to 0.8 you're going I tried to go 0.3, 0.2. Wind makes it pain in the ass, so you got to pretty much have to put a drift sock out yeah. and go into the wind. The wind swirls. You know, you, you kind of get a little squirrely, but you make it work. But you go super slow. They still pound it when they hit it. <laughs> and I had one, and I don't have, like, the big, elaborate planer boards like a lot of people do with yeah. the that are metal and this giant foam on top i just have basically walleye planer boards me too and uh i had a 35 hit it and just looked like your whisker seeker bobber it just it was just gone (laughs) it was just it was gone and the rod was bent to the handle (laughs) and this this is like a 35 not like a big 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 dog you know good fish real good fish one one you want every trip but imagine what an 80 would do to (laughs) Well, I, I don't know if I told you. I think I ran into some big dogs on the Missouri last time I was there. Well, you told me you got broke off a couple times. Yeah, these fish. So I had my drag set to flathead level, which is a step below <laughs> terminate. And I had a fish hit it so quick, so violent, that it buried the rod and bent it to the handle. Like the rod was pointed more at the fish than it was bent. And then, tink, popped back up. And I really, 85 pound braid. No, six, the leader. Six, oh. 60 pound leader snap. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I It could have been 40. Could have been 140. Yeah. Who freaking knows? Yeah. But, but you I, didn't even get to play with it. That's what Exactly. Sucks. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I better back these drags off now. So I did. 
and just praying I get another shot at a fish like that. Well, I did about two hours later. <laughs> yeah. He did the same damn thing after I backed the drags off substantially. And he just buries it to the handle. Tink. Line breaks. 60 pound. <laughs> Done. Wow. So who knows? Could've you been... sent me those text messages and I was working. And I was that's so... all that was going through my head. I'm like, how big was that fish? <laughs> we'll never know. I, I feel like fish? I took it pretty good, but I think it, knowing that I'm, I can go back. Yes. It's not like yeah. I took it better than, so I was down in Tennessee, striper fishing. We'll get into that more. But if I would have busted a fish off in that fashion down there, I would have taken it harder than I did. One that's two and a half hours away. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Which I need to get over there. I you do. To, uh, take off. Take off next week. You're not going to the Amazon, I so you got. I got to start a new house. You got. You got days to burn. <laughs> you start that house on Thursday. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be all right. So you caught some white bass. Yeah. Um, how'd you catch them? Um, those were an inline spinner. Was most of them. I caught one on cut what, bait. What was the temp? Water temps. Uh, six low sixties. And you're still getting them on inlines. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, well, my first set of clients were supposed to meet at nine. So I got out there at six. I was just, you know, went out and caught some shad right underneath the bridge. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, Oh, you caught them on the North end. What's that? You caught them white bass on the North end even. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right on the other side of the bridge before that cliff starts. Yep. Like that little cove. So you just motor out with the trolley motor casting around. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of fun. Yeah, just uh, kind of checking things out, you know, just kind of enjoying it. But I get a call at 8.15. I'm like, where you at? I'm like, well, I'm just right up underneath the bridge. I was just catching bait, screwing around, waiting until you got here. I'll come down to the boat ramp. It's like, what bridge? (laughs) Like the big one. Where were they at <laughs> the wrong ramp or were they at the wrong lake? They were two and a half hours away. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> they came from Missouri, <laughs> and the lake I was at started with an M, and the lake that they were at started with an M. But they were two and a half hours away. What direction? South. <laughs> so that's priceless. So I fished for another two and a half hours until they got there, sure. which luckily. Our guide trip was supposed to be over at, let's see, 9 to 3. Yeah, you had and a buffer. My next one didn't start till 6. Yeah. So I had enough time to uh, run it, run the first trip, eat a sandwich. The next trip showed up, and away we went. So you ran an, so, you ran an authentic double. I did. You did. And I was very happy with my batteries because I didn't know if they'd hold two trips oh, yeah. that's why i left that buff buffer in the middle so i was gonna them. i was gonna charge yeah, batteries that makes sense but i didn't need to they ran two trips like nothing ready to roll and you just got so, the cheapo walmart ones right uh or you went interstate i went interstate yeah ones. yeah yeah they're they're not lithium by any means but they were good for the lead core. right you gotta go lithium so, i will That'll be uh, after January 1st because I've got enough write-offs this year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I'm a lithium fan. I'm on the lithium. I'm, I'm not going to say the lithium bandwagon because I'm, I'm like on team lithium. Yeah. And not one particular brand so much. Like I have Bioenos, which are based in California, and they're kicking ass. Yeah. Like I. And you use piss out of them. 
Well, I I bumped on the big water for ten hours. And you've got an eighty pound, eighty pound thrust, twenty twenty four volt on a twenty foot John boat, which it's it's a, a good unless you're going to be bumping. Yeah. Then a one twelve really would be the way to 36 go. Thirty six volt one twelve. Yep, yep. Yep. But the lithiums are small enough. You, I could probably fit another hundred group in there or yeah. hundred amp in there if I really wanted to. No, I just don't want to spend three grand on a trolley motor. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. When, especially when I have one that I can't, that nobody's buying. Oh, you put it for sale. Oh, yeah. It's Your for Garmin's sale. Your for sale. Yeah. Anybody wants a Garmin Force? I know a guy who has one. Just let me know. <laughs> Cut a deal. Cut you a deal. Never been wet? No, it's brand new. <laughs> it's brand new. But, um, yeah, the, the 24 volt. Last ten hours with my boat. That's awesome. I think that's pretty pretty darn yeah. good. Absolutely right. And they're light. They're light. They're they're smaller. They don't take up as much room. And for a jet, I think that's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If I took a hundred pounds out of my boat, it would be an amazing difference. Yeah, your boat, hundred yes. percent. Yep. Which now that I've got the engine where it needs to be, it's it's pretty badass ride. I can't I can't wait to drive it now. <laughs> I haven't driven it since it's re- it started running the way it's supposed it to be, so I'm excited. It really does. It goes. So if I take another 100 out of it, that'll be Well, I liked better. it. I liked it even when it was running like shit. <laughs> I think this winter I might move that console up up to the deck. You'll like that. I think I'm going to. I, then I don't have to worry about... I mean, that'll help out so much with planing. Well, maybe. It'll be a rougher ride for sure. But it doesn't matter on small rivers, yeah. Where you're where you're at ninety nine percent of the time, and you'll be able to see better, and then you'll have more room in the back. Yes, and that's what I'm. Once I set up, I want room to have you know just regular camping chairs. I want my clients to have camping camping chairs, chairs take up so much room though. I know, but if it's wide open there. Yeah, if I'd, I move I'd that still forward, get pedestal seats. You think so? Yeah, they don't take up as much room. Like, yeah, but the they're camp not as chairs comfortable either. are so damn. Those millenniums are just as comfortable. Yeah, we're getting into talking about all these brands and stuff. <laughs> we don't do this very often. <laughs> we don't. I'm not sponsored by Millennium. <laughs> millennium seats are badass. But man. I'm looking for two. If, <laughs> yeah. if anybody's got a hookup. Well, I actually have a couple extras. I might <laughs> might loan you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, uh, the the way I you heard him, he's giving them to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I have one you could have. The other one, it doesn't have a seat in it. It's just a hole. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to get the the pedestal itself. But but other than that, yeah, somebody might as well use it. If I ain't gonna use it, you might as well. You'd have to buy another one. You gotta you gotta have a spare though, in case one of yours breaks or something. Well, I'll just take it back from you, and then you can go buy one. But they're they're honestly sweet. They they they're like mesh, so yeah. they don't hold moisture, and, they and like they're light. Give a little bit. No, not so much. But they're they're light. So if you need to yank them out of the boat, it's not like you're yanking an eighty pound captain's chair out of the boat. Like yeah. a lot of them have, you yank it out of the boat and it weighs eight pounds, and you grab it with one arm, and it's no big deal. And you, so moving stuff around is it's kind of nice. Yeah. But uh, so they don't get wet. They're comfortable and they're light. I freaking love them. Yeah. Yeah, that that's one thing that I need to 
I need to make my boat more comfortable for. If you're in the climbing. service industry, yeah, you got to provide a service. That's yep. the way I look at it anyway. And I think if I, and especially if I move my uh, everything up to the deck, camping will be so much better on the boat because I can fit two cots in That's instead true. of one. That's true. Yeah. And if you get them pedestal seats, you just yank them out. And just put them yank on them the, out. Yep. yep. Because right, right now I can get a cot and two sleeping pads, which is comfortable. And, you know, the guy that's on deck has a sleeping pad. All you got to do is literally do a sit-up and you got a fish on. Right. Which is sweet because mm-hmm. that's like this spring when I caught that 44. That's how it was. I, yeah, I was literally dead asleep on a sleeping pad inches away you from caught my, my 44. <laughs> I did. I did. It became, you were the last one. Or wait, did you catch it first or did I? You caught it like four days before I yeah. did. Yeah. So it became yours. Yeah. It was mine and now it's yours. Yeah. I tamed it and now it's gone. I took the <laughs> I took the fight out of him. That's the only reason there you put him in the fight. boat. There was some fight. If I hadn't, it's like the jar, you know, like you try to open yeah. a jar and then somebody else. I opened. loosened it. Exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't have put him in the boat if, it, if, if I hadn't caught him first. <laughs> No, but it, it that that'll be a sweet rig. You'll like that if you push that council all the way forward. Yeah, I still wish it was a tunnel, but that's the only thing that is an issue. Is You're never gonna transom. love everything about your boat. I will someday, just not of this one. I don't. <laughs> you'll get in. That's the thing with boats. You get a new boat. And there's so many things you love about it, and then you use it more and more, and you're like, I wish it had this. Yeah. Like my boat, I love everything about it. I just wish it had more storage. That's the only thing. But then you take away from your wide open, and you love your wide open. But I'm not going... That's sacred. <laughs> like, the the open just, space in the middle it's, is... It's like China. You got to build up. You can't build in anymore. I'm, I'm thinking building <laughs> down. <laughs> Like that back bench, if I could get some way to fab uh, a storage compartment in that back bench with a hatch, yeah, I think that'd be the way to do it. Yeah, and I'm not going to get a pile of storage, but I just want to get some tackle, tra- some more tackle trays in there, because everything I need is already in the boat and already stored. My tackle trays are kind of awkwardly placed. Wherever they can go. Wherever they yeah. can kind of go. And they're kind of in the way at times. And so. your rod locker and stuff like that. that yep. Fills that up. Yep. So when the wipers are busting and you're trying to get to the rod in the bottom, it's a pain in the ass. Well, it's that, <laughs> it, that is a pain in the ass. I don't know a way around that. Yeah. But to have my tackle trays kind of can like put away where you're not tripping and stepping on them and stuff. Because that's the biggest thing is... I'll have my catfish tackle tray out because you get snagged and you re-rig and then you just leave it out because you're going to snag and re-rig. And even when it's quotation marks put away, it's not really put away anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of, I have to make a point to keep it away from the rod rack because I don't want anybody to step on that when a bite goes down. But then when I keep it away from the rod rack it's on top of the rod locker so when the wipers go down yeah i gotta move that out of the way and it's it's such a minor inconvenience it's not a big deal but if i could find a way to eliminate that it'd be sweet one thing i'm gonna add when i move that up is i'm gonna put uh holders underneath my steering wheel so i can just reach in like a glove box pull out Oh, that would be... A certain... Like shelves? Yes. Like basically yes. shelves? Shelves with a bungee cord or something so they can't fall out. So they're just always there. That'll be badass. So I just reach in like yeah. a glove box, pull yeah. it out, 
and everything will have a label on it. Okay, Blue Cat. Pull out Blue Cat box. But you can't read. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll just use the color blue. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> you can get some painter's tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the Blue Cat Blue box. for Blue Cat, brown for Flathead, silver yeah. for Striper, or Wiper. How can you be that clever and not be able to read? <laughs> <laughs> There's ways around everything. Uh, you want to talk about the missing podcast? Oh, well... It, we were victims of circumstance, and so was everybody listening. We, I, we I'll speak sorry. for both of us. We are definitely both sorry. Yes, it was technological and geological issues. Oh, that is a great way of describing. <laughs> That's it. why I've described it all week because I've had several people reach out to me and be like, "What the frick?" Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I was in Kansas, and then by the time I got back from Kansas, Spencer went to Tennessee." And had not enough service to get I had no internet. Yeah. Like, it was a cool setup. Mark Cooper, Top Knox Fishing, YouTube channel. Super cool guy. That's a good word. What's that? Top Knox for Knoxville, Tennessee, I'm guessing. You right? got it. So He thought about he that. He did. I, <laughs> he's the type of guy who put a lot of thought into it. Um, <laughs> but he's a good dude. He really is. And he's got a cool YouTube channel. So, t- check, like, I, I suggest you check that out. He does a lot of, like, long videos. And he's down there in that area catching monster cats and monster stripers. He just put an Dude, eight. you got some toads. We, we got some toads. He, he put an 81-pound blue cat in the boat the week before I got there. <laughs> the, the, he took his buddy, who never caught a catfish in his life, and his buddy caught a five-pounder, and then an 81. <laughs> Game over. Well, what he, do you do? That's like kind of his thing. So he had his buddy who did that. And then he took his nephew out fishing like the year, last year. His first striper ever was 53 pounds. <laughs> the state record down there is like 60 or yeah. 58 or something like that. It probably didn't even look like a striper. A 53-pound striper. I, That's crazy. I mean, you look at the picture and it don't even look real. Yeah. And especially, I got to hold some 30-ishes, and those were freaky. You sent me those pictures, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, the the last one we caught, we fished from, and this is how striper fishing is. It's a lot of nothing happening, like for big ones. We're kind of used to that. Sure, right. <laughs> Just painting the picture for everybody. So we get out there at the ass crack of dawn. Not even. It was before the ass crack of dawn. <laughs> it was pre-crack. Yeah. <laughs> Dark as shit. Put the boat in the water. And they're like, there's a dam up there. We're going to go catch Skipjack. And for all intents and purposes, I couldn't tell if there was a dam or not. <laughs> like, it was foggy. I'm going to take his word for right. it. Right. Yeah. Well, and that adds to the sketchiness. So let me paint you this entire picture. Mark has a 1648 Express John boat with a 50-horse Tahatsu on the back. Sounds kind of over. On the Tennessee River. On the Tennessee River. This is what he runs. Uh we had a 100-gallon cattle trough, hash, like, not hashtag, slash, um, skipjack tank in it, and three dudes. So <laughs> You Mar- were loaded. <laughs> we had 600 pounds in people. We had 700 pounds in water in this 16-foot John boat. <laughs> Stability was in question. And we're motoring, motoring up to this dam where the water is ripping like it is at most dams. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous. <laughs> You're like, you've done this before, I right? Sh- I sure hope so. 
let's try this. <laughs> but that that's the picture of events as they went down. But we caught bait right at first light. It was a little bit of work. We ended up fishing for like an hour, hour and a half, and ended up putting like seven good skipjacks in the boat. And where we were at, good meant like two and a half to three and a half pound yeah, baits. You showed me those baits. They're just dumb big. And then we motored down to this creek and put them out and we're trolling, dragging these giant ass skips around. From, Rods are loaded up already. Oh, dude. <laughs> and they're like swimming and we had one instance where one got hit and like the other ones are jumping, trying to get away from these stripers and shit. But uh, those ones didn't hook up. So that was the only action. This was at like 9... 30 10 o'clock yeah it's gonna be a good day well, i <laughs> try not to think like that just try to take it as it comes so we troll around till it gets dark <laughs> and then finally rod goes down like right after the sun sets it's officially pitch black rod goes down and hook up on this 30-ish pound stripe or whatever fights I like mean, that's it yeah, fights. Yeah. They they all fight like bosses. Like this one, yeah. just rip dragon. I remember packing for this, and I was like thinking these medium heavy whisker seeker. Like my flathead rods are going to be a little excessive. They no, especially knowing that you could catch a sixty down there. Yeah, because if they fight like that, what's a sixty do? A a lot uh, more damage. Reels is probably what. They well, do. yeah. So we we go by this tree. Rod goes down. Well, actually, we went by this tree. Bait freaked out. Nothing happened. We turn around to go back by this tree. Then the rod goes down. Hook up on this fish. We throw him in the the herring tank, the skipjack tank. <laughs> he thought he was in heaven. He's like, yes. <laughs> he definitely did not. He did not like that. He would, was banging around in there and stuff, but he was okay. It actually came out more zippy than he was when he went in, so... But we, we kept trolling baits, hoping that there'd be another one over there. Yeah. And it didn't end up happening. But when I opened the hatch and really looked at him, it was just looking at the proportions of this thing. And he was just... And they're just dense. Like, they're yeah. big, but you pick them, out, pick them up, and they're just solid. And that's why they're so fast, and that's why they can run. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they got the endurance to just go on those long-ass runs. I'm not going to say they're my favorite fish. But they're, they're they they might <laughs> they make arguments. Yes, it, I've never hooked a catfish that did that. No, no, definitely not a thirty. And if you didn't live here, flathead may not be in your top five. I don't. There's you know something I mean? special about a flathead. There though. is, but that's because location. They are top notch. They're the top. Well, and then I've thought about that too. If I would have grown up and like wisconsin or northern minnesota i'd probably be a musky guy yeah exactly yeah yeah you know you go catch a walleye but when you really want to go after a trophy you're gonna go musky fishing okay woody enough's enough <laughs> it's like he hasn't thrown he me sounds, the ball yet he sounds like he's freaking <laughs> tap dancing over there well he keeps bringing me his ball and i'm ignoring him and he's getting pissed about it that's weird usually he's not not so excitable <laughs> like that but yeah the striper's they're, I mean, it won't be the last time I fish for them. Yeah. No. Promise you that. It's just such a haul. Like, it is. You could drive down there. Or, it is. I ended up flying down there on this trip 
just because it maximized time. And then I got a couple videos edited and one on the way down and one on the way back. So that that was kind of nice, but. And that's, that's one of the nicest things about your reach is you have people in several locations where you're like, okay, do you have time to take out if I go? Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about hauling the boat, you know, worrying about, because we've talked about the stress of travel. When you're pulling a boat, you're worrying about the axle, you're worrying about bearings, you're worrying about tires. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about any of that when you fly. Other than like the plane crashing and losing your luggage. Other than that. (laughs) I just threw the ball and Woody has no idea. No No clue. Oh, it's okay, bud. No, he's an asshole. No, it's not okay. (laughs) He's an asshole. (laughs) No, that that is a really nice thing. and I do need to do some trailer maintenance or at least at least look give it a hard look over yeah, before gonna, I haul it down to Florida. Yes. You you you're on more of a time crunch than I am, but this winter mine's getting everything's taken apart, getting mm-hmm. all new bearings, everything's that's just gonna be a winter. You won't project. regret it. That's the thing yeah. with trailer maintenance. It's like it sucks in the moment. It really doesn't. Putting bearings on isn't a big deal. I mean, it's it's not. That it's bad. not, but it's not. It's like one of the last things I want to do. Yeah. So to me, it's yeah. kind of it kind of sucks. But like, as I a think guide, about all these other things I want to be doing. Yeah. And like cleaning trailer bearings is yeah at the very bottom of the. But list. I do a lot of sucky jobs on a normal basis. Yeah, which, you know, which to me should make it even worse. <laughs> it's it's just kind of earning your keep. True. You know what I mean? It's it's a. If you want to play the game, you got to pay that price. Yes, that's exactly right. Either you know, And literally, either you pay somebody else to do it, or you get dirty and you do it yourself. Or you don't have a boat. Yes. You know, like, that's that's what you're you're looking at. Yeah. If you don't want to worry about trailer bearings, don't buy a boat. Yeah, because that's, truthfully, when we go on those long trips, that's the number one thing going to take you out, a tire or a bearing. I remember one of the first, not the first boat I ever bought. The first boat I ever bought, the trailer was pretty solid. And I didn't use it that much because I, I was going to say the boat wasn't, but the trailer was nice. <laughs> if if I would have known a thing or two, it would have been good. You could have done something. Yeah. Yeah. But what ended up happening is I bought this boat because I thought you had to have a boat if you wanted to fish. And I was 16. Yeah. Didn't have that much money. And I'm like, I could go fishing in this boat and between fuel and mainly fuel in the boat and hauling it. Which fuel at the time was like a dollar nineteen, probably. <laughs> but it seemed it might as well have been four bucks a gallon yeah. for me when I'm yeah. sixteen. Yeah, mowing yards. Right. So I I could take this boat one time or go fishing from the bank five times. And it's the same price. So I'm gonna go fishing. That's from me the, in international fishing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I said I can. I'm relate. still on your sixteen year old budget. <laughs> You are definitely not. Thank God for you. If you were, you'd be having problems. But that that was how my mind processed that. Yeah. And I didn't use the boat very much. But then fast forward post-college, I have a job. Not the greatest paying job, but where I was living, I had a boat, mile, or a boat launch 1.1 miles away. I had one 9 miles away. I had one 12 miles away. And... So I bought me a boat. <laughs> I hauled it an hour from where I bought it. Didn't pay attention to the trailer. Yeah. Sat in my garage for the winter. And I did a bunch of work on it. Did a bunch of stuff to it. 
I was so stoked about Getting it. Getting the way you want it. The way yeah. I want it. Take it out for the first trip. Pull it out of the driveway. And I'm going, I went about 50 yards down the road and I noticed one of the tires is wobbling. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, that's probably not good, but no. boat ramp's only eight miles away. <laughs> so I went anyway. Get to the, the river, put it in the water, fish. Boat ran great. Everything was excellent. Did the uh, did the wheel smoke when you got it wet? Nope. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't that hot I'm surprised yet. it didn't. <laughs> and then hauled it all the way home and made it. Anyway, I was like, I should look at that. It's probably not good. Something I should look into. Yeah. <laughs> so the bearing, once I... Once I got the wheel off, which I had a hell of a time just getting I the bet. wheel off. Heat's not good on metal. No. <laughs> I just yanked on it, yanked on it, popped it off. And this bearing is friction welded to the spindle. <laughs> like, yeah. you couldn't have pried it off with a crowbar. <laughs> I made uh, one problem into like three. Well, no. These these old Shorelander trailers had bolt-on spindles. Oh, sweet. So you didn't even have to replace the axle. I just unbolted the spindle, got new hardware, new spindle, new bearings, new races, all that stuff, and slapped it all back on there, and everything was great. Yeah. Couldn't have worked out any better. (laughs) Minus the price. Yeah, but that's one beautiful thing about small boats. Small boats, small price tag. Yeah. I mean, total cost, which it's a chunk of money, don't get me wrong, but... And time. You spent a afternoon doing it i'm sure yeah well and the dumb part was is i took an afternoon grinding the race off thinking that i would salvage that spindle (laughs) there's no way you're salvaging that spindle but i get it ended up being like 180 bucks at the time or something life lesson it was 180 dollar life lesson to freaking check like (laughs) every time you pull up for for gas i touch every hub absolutely you know like how how's it feel every time now i know Every single time. You check your lights, check your hubs, check your chains, make sure it's hooked up. Yep. Okay. I know a guy who uh, was pulling his boat down the highway and had a bearing lock up, and it threw the boat off the trailer into a light pole, and it folded the oh, boat around the light pole. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it could have been like that. Everything's total. But it was 180 bucks. so I'm calling it a win. Thank you, Karma, for never bringing that to my house. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The boat launches into a light pole. Oh. The bad stars aligned yeah. at that moment. So there you go. Wow. That just put life into perspective. You're welcome. I'm Bills I'm in the mail. A, think of a lot of things that went wrong in my life, and it was never that. <laughs> So the guy, he never bought another boat, and he just kayak fished after that. I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, uh, the universe does not want me to have a boat. Woody wants me to throw the ball, though. <laughs> did he? He did find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were way off, dude. <laughs> were you even looking? <laughs> no, no shit. All right, uh, ice fishing. Ice fishing. Are you excited for ice? I am. Yeah. I am because I want to, uh, I got a new shack Mm -hmm. and I want to get out and I want to hit some water that I've had very good luck, not only ice fishing, but open water and get on some 
big crappie and perch. Do you need another flasher? I've got two. Do you want another one? I'll loan you one. Yeah. Maybe. For a I mean, small, small gonna... fee of a <laughs> case of bush light. <laughs> I'll see your one and raise you two. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, it's not, it wouldn't hurt by far. It's just sitting around. But, it ain't getting used, so somebody might as well use it. But I want to do some camping this this winter. Oh, ice camping. Yes. You better get a better sleeping bag, bud. No, mine's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's negative 20. It's, it's waterproof. It's all right. That's the one you take when we're... My black one. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, then... Yeah, it's all right. I thought you... you no, I that, upgraded... You had that greenish looking yes. one that like... Sucked. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking you were talking that, about. That's before I went camping with dew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't take me long to learn that I need something waterproof and Yeah, you'll be good. Do you have it yeah. you got the foam pads? For the the floor? The bo- for the bottom, yeah. Those are sweet. Yeah. It is there's something cool. And they're not the foam pads, but no, they're I've, the I've got a one inch. They pad. work fine. Yeah. That fit together like a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. But to to be on, you're sitting on top of water, and the heater's rolling. It's comfortable temperature, and you're walking around in slippers. <laughs> I freaking love that. I'm just and you're waiting. fishing. There's yeah. you're fishing right in front of you. <laughs> like there was one time I did it, and I had the Bears game on on my phone, so I'm like watching the Bears game, and I got rods in the water. You're like this sucks. Yeah, right. Come on, fish. <laughs> It's freaking awesome. Hell yes. And I didn't catch shit except bluegills. Yeah. So I ended up, I was using them for cat bait and I ended up just flaying them and eating them. So I had <laughs> fried bluegill watching the bears game. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. The fishing was terrible. Quotation marks. <laughs> yeah. I smiled the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was not bad. So now I'm a, uh, hopefully we get some ice. I'm going to do a little trap, and I've got four properties. You're going to get ice. It's just when is it going to be here? Yeah, but some some years, you have less than a month of good ice fishing. Here, just travel. Yeah, I you, know. you got to go an hour north. I know. And then you can start ice fishing like two to four weeks earlier. Yeah. Which is going to happen. Which you, you I know to- that. You need to get on the catfish well. game through the ice, man. I do. That is, but I don't have uh, jaw jackers. I don't have. All yeah, you that do. Yet. I ain't using them. <laughs> You're not gonna run them off the side of your boat down in Florida. No. <laughs> Though that would be that cool. That would be pretty cool. Well, Troy and Amy, they have their homemade ones that they they rigged up so you could mount them on the side of their boat. So like when it's diddy poles. Yeah, basically. And they'll vertical, like, suspend on them vertically and have these jaw jackers off. And Are you kidding they'll just, me? On the side of the boat, they'll just go off. I want to cruise around and just do that. It would, Dude, <laughs> imagine so blue cat fun. fishing like that. Oh, my God. That would God. be awesome. But you don't need to do that with them. They just bury it. So That'd be so cool. But it'd be cool with the chance. Yeah. But, yeah, you use. I'm just pawning off all my ice fishing <laughs> shit today. <laughs> Why the hell are you bringing a boat out on the ice? <laughs> I got to try something. Hold on. <laughs> Your boat damn near would run on ice. You ever see those guys who guide on the Mississippi? Like the backwaters? Uh-huh. Because the ice is questionable in spots there. Yeah. And they'll run fan boats. Out to their spot? Or out to their spot and on top of the ice. Really? Yeah. They'll just... 
you know, it'll be open water and then they'll be on ice and they just keep going. <laughs> That's something. If they weren't so damn loud. And expensive. Be, well, yeah. I mean, you could spend as much as I spent on this house for a freaking airboat. Yeah. But yeah, the You wouldn't need that around here though. I mean, what do you really need? <laughs> what qual <laughs> you need one right now. If you want to run the river right yeah. now, you need one. Think of how many more spots we could hit if we had an airboat. I mean, guide-wise. Or just, period. Like, I mean, we kayak to where we want to go. But you'd be there now. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of it taking five hours, it takes 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they are stupid loud. Yes. And it does kind of take away from the experience. It does. But you get over it when you hook your fifth 40-pound flathead of the night. Or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that'd be a good daytime gig, though. That'd almost be like a going to a camping spot. I don't. I, don't, I mean, to set it, up perfect, yeah, it probably wouldn't be because ideal. Because they, they disturb the water so much. But I, I'd get over it with the camping thing. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And then the day I'd bought it, we'd get three foot of water and oh, everything. We'll, we'll have another and, drought again. <laughs> don't worry. It'll... It'll sit in a barn. Till. We'll have torrential downpour <laughs> flooding the next three years, and then it'll be normal so. for three years, and then it'll be a drought for three years. Yeah, I hope so. I'm wait. I'm ready for some high water fishing. Some creek mouths. Some creek mouths. Hanging out. That's one factor or one part of flathead fishing I don't feel super confident in is um, high water daytime flatheads. I agree. Yeah. They're probably still in the same area. You just got to pinpoint the A spot. I don't know what the A spot is for sure. I've it, caught a few. It'd probably be up further up creek, wouldn't it? Or I, I, have, I have some ideas, yeah. but they're unfounded. They're untested. Yeah. And I've never had a vessel where I felt real comfortable putting it in on high water till now. Personally, like, without testing, I would think during the day they may push up into the calmer creek water. I bet they don't run up the creek. You or, don't think so? Or at least they don't set up consistently in the Just creek. Just to chill and get out of the current? My theory, which remains untested, is yet let's say you have a bend in the river, right? With timber on the outside, traditional flathead type spot. Yeah. I, I'm betting they push out laterally to the inside, any structure on the inside. Anything that breaks current. And then there's reduced current on the inside of the bends too. Now, I've done that a little bit with limited success. But it might just be the types of areas I'm hitting. I don't yeah. know. So they're, you know. And need, for the I, last three years, there's zero research being done in right. that area. Right. <laughs> We've had to. Pinpoint some other locations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't know. Every time you go fishing, you learn a lot. Hell, that guide trip on Tuesday, I learned a lot. I did no way what I thought there would have been cats where we caught them. Yeah. And then just random chance happened to run some side scan by some timber, and I'm like, oh shit, there they are. Yeah. And every brush pile had six to twelve fish in it. That's awesome. Yeah. Because then you're at least going to find one two active. You know. Yep. Especially this time of year. Well, it's, so it was this, it was kind of a bend, not a sharp bend, but kind of a bend. And there was a lot of timber on the outside, but there was one. So we we're scanning the timber on the outside. And then I noticed there was a brush pile in the middle. And there we went, 
like every brush pile we'd seen, there was a bunch of fish. And then we went through a, a stretch where there weren't that many on the bank, but that one out in the middle was would, loaded. Was loaded. And there was no timber sticking above the water. So unless you had the sonar, you would And it was how deep? Like probably eight, nine foot. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. On this particular stretch, there's always depth, yeah. which is why I was there. But I marked the mother load, like the most I saw in that brush pile in the middle of the river. And just think about normal depth. Would they switch over to flathead instead of channel cat? Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? That might be a hunting hole. More testing needs to be done. Yeah. And will be. <laughs> and will be. <laughs> it's marked. Yeah. <laughs> well, it. I did mark. So I paw, like I kept scanning, paused, side scan, went back in the history, hit the waypoint, went and tied off to a log about 110 feet away from the waypoint and put baits all around it and then bang caught fish right there and that is such a rewarding feeling like and, and when you get to name your waypoint you just put a bunch of exclamation points yeah <laughs> that's one thing i don't do that i should is start giving waypoints like stupid names or at least something that will bring back your memory yeah stupid names yeah, like, yeah, like the dumber they are the the better i'm gonna remember <laughs> like so working on my captain's license there's deviation of a compass and variation of a compass. I freaking mix them up back and forth. So what I ended up thinking was deviation is caused by dumbass boats. D and D sticks in my mind. Never make that mistake yeah. again. Variation is based on geographical location. Deviation is caused by dumbass dumb boats. <laughs> it's Fin easy. Finally got it it's right. Easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roy G. Biv got it. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, that that was pretty cool when you can mark them like that flathead we got earlier this year. Marked yeah. him on side scan, yeah. put a, a bait in front of his face, and he bit before you could get the next route out. I need to work on my side scan. I got to find a spot because my down scan works perfect. Yep. Everything else works perfect. My side scan's fuzzy. It's the interference for remote. I know. It's because the jets kick out so many air bubbles. But I've tried three different spots, and it hasn't improved at all. I've got to... I've got to do some research this winter and find a spot. Did you put it on the pod? I, it's on the pod. I've tried it on the pod on two spots. I tried it. I mounted another mounting block mm -hmm. by my motor, and I put it there, and it, nothing has worked yet. So That sucks. I didn't figure it out. Especially because you got a unit that does do a good awesome. job. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think my pods were mounted too low. Cause like the bottom of them is the bottom of the boat. It's probably aftermarket. Yeah. You know, your, your boat's yeah. not a tunnel. It's not built for a jet yeah. and you got a jet on it and they probably slap pods on there yeah. while they're doing it. They so. just, I wish they'd have raised them up about two inches. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. You'll catch it's fish either is. way. Yeah. And, yeah. and the way that I fish and guide, I don't need side scan. No, it's but just, it's it'd been nice down on my, southern trip well and even up but, here you just described it nice to have yes not absolutely. a need yeah. but nice to have yeah and most most graphs they at least have an option for side scan and if you're going to get one you might as well get the side scan yes because it's pretty cool yes yeah if even if you don't catch more fish you're going to learn something agreed what else you want to talk about bud uh, Florida trip or your Florida vacation. You still got four trips. 
Oh, yeah, I do have four openings still. What are those dates? I, I don't know. <laughs> Sometime in January and February. Yeah. So if you want to head down to Florida and catch some big blues and some stripers and some wipers. I'd say the cooler part is just the action. Yeah. You know, you're not going to... Oh, you've had some light out nights. But that's it. Like, you're not going to catch 100, but you could catch a pile of 25 to... Or uh, 15 to 25s with, you know, some 30s to 40s mixed in. And you got 60, didn't you? No, not down there. 50-ish? That was in Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. We got a 50... 55 and 54 back to back in Tennessee, <laughs> which if my boat was better for it, I'd probably fish down there or I'd probably go down there in the winter. And I might, the more I learn about it, like this last trip, it, uh, was much more appealing for my rig. Yeah. Cause my worry is my boat is not made for waves and wind. No, no, it's not his job. Right. It's yep. made for six inches of f- very flat water. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely and, right. And it'll float on a lake, you know. Yes. But to get around to where you need to go is, is sometimes an issue. But if you get good at a body of water, you can know what ramps you need to put it on to yes, be to able get to get you to the spot. Right. Yep. Right. So the I just need to put more time on it before I feel comfortable, you know, having people pay me to put them on fish. Yeah. And if that point gets here... Then maybe I'll... Then we're going to Tennessee. <laughs> and, and it'd be a lot closer. It wouldn't be quite as warm, but winter times aren't down there aren't too bad. And no. I'd like to put an enclosure on mine. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to do what I'm doing in the winter, even in Florida, it gets a little chilly at times. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You wake up and it's like 38 in the morning. And, yeah. You know, when you're driving down the river, enclosure would be nice. Yes. I was going to do it until I ripped the tiller handle off my boat. <laughs> That's setback. Yep. <laughs> Between the tiller handle, the reframing of the garage door, and the garage door itself, uh, I cut into the old full enclosure budget. <laughs> I'd buy you a tarp. <laughs> we'll cut windows. In. I, I got plenty of them. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, Florida's sweet. I'm, I don't know. There's, I'm probably equally as jacked for Florida as I am Guyana. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Guyana's yeah. pretty awesome. I think the thing that makes Guyana not as appealing for, for me, and this might strike people as weird, is I don't like flying on a plane very much. Yeah, I, just, I get that. I just bite the bullet and do yeah. it because I, I know... You know it, the end result. I know the end result, and I know my fear is irrational. Like there's a bajillion yeah. planes flying around yes. every day. You don't hear about very many plane crashes. Everything's going to be fine. But once that plane gets off the ground, I'm I'm questioning suddenly, is everything really going to be Especially fine? Especially after 12 $9 beers. Oh, that, <laughs> that makes it better, you know? Yeah, I can see that, yeah. The last plane ride I was on, I just reached the point of pure exhaustion and just fell asleep. Yeah. And I don't like plane rides. That tells you how tired I was. <laughs> and I was talking to the lady next to me, and I don't remember like ending the conversation. How's the conversation. I just <laughs> might have ended with the. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember waking up like, oh, I'm on a plane. <laughs> the pilot's like, we will be, or it was like, prepare for landing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, we're landing. <laughs> okay. It's the good. best flight ever. <laughs> Those are solid. The Spain one, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. It was. And that's the one you want to. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's... Well, I was in the very back of the plane. Yeah. Not the last row, the second to last row. And that's where any turbulence at all, the back of the plane is what whips around. So I'd be just about ready to fall asleep. And then we're getting whippied back and forth. And and it was, I mean, it was a big plane going that far, but the seats were more cramped than even smaller ones I've been on. So I was getting comfortable, sucked. I, I don't have an issue with that. You take up a lot more space than I do. Well, and I can sleep damn near anywhere. Yeah. And... I was having trouble going to sleep there. Yeah. That's that's how bad it was. I it wasn't I can't can't bitch too much. I'm not Sam. Sam ain't sleeping. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sam fits in the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I was worried on this trip that I was gonna have to sit next to him the entire time. <laughs> I never told him that, but it was in the back of my mind. I can see that. And we, why wasn't Ryan on this trip? (laughs) Right. Well, that's why I keep inviting you. You're nice and compact. But I only had to fly next to him for one leg of the entire trip. Yeah. And it was, it was the long one on the way back. Yeah. But that was it. You know, of all the different connectors and everything, it was only, I didn't sit next to him the whole way there, sat next to him for the long trip on the way back. And then we had two more connectors and I didn't sit next to him after those. (laughs) And the, the last connector, I hit that point of exhaustion and just passed out on that one, too. Yeah. So you just got enough for a nap. All right. We got a, ch- a change to the podcast. There, There's probably going to be less frequent podcasts. Like, I don't know how we can pull off weekly podcasts from here on out. Like, yeah, we're the, going strong. And- of the quality that we're putting out, if you want to call this quality. So, <laughs> ish, it, it quality ish. It was low. And if we do a weekly one, it's going to be even lower. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has the line they don't want to cross. That's the line I don't want to cross. I'd rather put out fewer and then, and then, then be higher quality versus more and them being low quality. I'm talking audio wise because of like internet connection and stuff like that. Cause I'm going to be, well, and then I'm just going to be gone. Yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. I've been gone. I'm going to be gone some more and then I'm going to be gone some more and then I'm going to be gone a lot more and then I'm going to come home and be gone some more. Yeah. Our, our schedules just don't mesh enough to put out a weekly podcast right. anymore. So there's going to be more podcasts. Like a lot of them are going to be without me. It's going to be you yeah. and, some other guests, and I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Like we're mainly st- just me talking to myself. We're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're live, <laughs> dude. That's the thing. Some people pull that off. Like I could not. I don't. I mean, yeah. people seem to think I just talk nonstop, which I I do talk a lot in the right <laughs> crowds. And yeah. but there's times where I won't say shit for like hours on end. Yeah. You know? And Woody gets pissed because he's like... No, he's silent. He likes the silence. He just soaks it in. Look, look how regal he looks over there, just staring at the door. He finally found his ball. He's, he's probably just waiting for Ella to get home. But, yeah, weekly podcasts are going to be tough unless you buckle down. Like, if you yeah. want to put, put them out every week... I, it, it won't be on a schedule. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. It won't be on a schedule. When I can get them out, I can get them out. And... Uh, but they will be good ones. I'm not going to put out any crap. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to keep, you know, and this weekly thing has been awesome. It's been great. Yep. But it's just like we talked about, you know, just 
The travel is a big thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, Spencer's an hour and a half away from where I'm at. So that's, you know, a three hour drive time. And then you do a three hour podcast. That's six hours. And then it takes me another four to five to edit it. You know, I'm looking at 10, 11 hours a week. You're looking at six hours a week. That's just not feasible for what we're, our end goal is. Yeah. I don't really have any real end goals. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not talking about the podcast, but I'm just talking about, you know, the way we want our businesses to grow. Sure. And things like that. That's and, a big chunk. And it's not a woe is me type thing. It's just an explanation of why we are leaning to go the direction that we're going to go. Yeah. And I, I think missing that podcast last week was kind of an eye opener. Right. Kind of because we did have a podcast available. We just couldn't communicate technology Mm -hmm. with getting it where it needed to go yeah pretty much so and that's just the start because like you said you're going to florida you're going to guyana you know i've got some ice fishing trips coming up you know we got trapping season it's one once a week's just not feasible at this time now next summer we may pop back up to once a week right you know so i i can't schedule get a schedule together but i will put them out as frequently as possible Mm -hmm. for sure and you got plenty of friends who are full of shit over there oh absolutely so yeah that's why my buddies right Right. (laughs) and you know i'll i'll reach out and you know maybe some some ice fishing guide trips maybe we'll do a podcast and then go fishing or something there you go so that'd be interesting spin on things yeah i and i you know a lot of people that i've that i've you think you could do a podcast and not drink That'd be Maybe we'll do the podcast after. <laughs> <laughs> but no, a lot of people that I've took on guide trips, I'd love to have on podcasts because they were just a blast. Yeah. You know, like those, when I went down south, those two trips I had, they'd have made awesome podcasts because we just had a great time. Do you ever have, have you ever heard, I don't know how much you, I'm, I'm a fishing geek and this is all things fishing, but I've also always wanted to be a guide. So any information I can find about guides or captains or anything like that, I look into. Yeah. And there's an, this overarching theme where these jaded, bitter old captains or guides are pissed off because their clients suck in their mind. They're like, they can't do this, they can't do that, blah, 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 blah. I get sick of taking these people who fish who can't do shit and... I have like, everybody I take is awesome. Well, like I have so much fun running guide trips. I don't understand that. If my personality ever changed that drastically to get to that point, I'd quit. Yeah, and you I, know what I mean, I, I think a lot of them do, but then the ones who stick around just bitch about clients. Yeah, and which sucks because every single guide trip I've been on has been amazing people yeah it's so much fun yes just meeting new people and talking about this that and the other thing and it's just freaking awesome yeah and and most of them you know prior to the trip uh, we've had emails back together or texts or Mm -hmm. phone calls or so to finally get to meet them and spend that time with them and actually do what we enjoy that just kind of brings it all together i think so It's, it's it's amazing so it's it's unfortunate to hear people talk like that. I, it is. I hope I never get to that point. I have a hard time imagining me ever getting to that point because, I don't know, I love fishing. I love meeting new people. And then when you 
run guide trips, you are fishing and meeting new people. And that's where you kind of got to step back and be like, I am fishing and I'm doing it for a living. Do you think, at least this is what I think, and then you tell me your thoughts on it, is I think some guides get so wrapped up into the catching that they don't appreciate the things that really matter. So every morning they've got all this pressure on their back. Yeah, like there's some guys... Like self-appointed who, pressure, I guess. Yeah, they, they got to they gotta get a limit. Yeah. You know, like if you don't get a limit... Our limit's one. If we get a right? good one... <laughs> and that might be part of it, <laughs> we too. We hit our limit, yes. But if they don't get this limit, they're not successful. And if their clients lack the fishing abilities that make it, that make it tough to get a limit, then... Suddenly they're bitching then about go, their clients. Go pull worm harnesses on Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah, but, but everybody can catch their limit. Then. Yeah, but not everybody has that type of fishery. I, uh, yes. And then even then there's some people who maybe have never picked up a fishing rod in their life and they don't even like I've seen it where somebody has a bite and you can watch the rod tip going do 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 and they're just holding it not knowing what's going on. Yes. And yeah. that's okay though. That like, is. Because as long as they're having a good time, it's all that really matters yeah. to me. And you only know what you know. If if you're the guide and you're not making them a better fisherman while you're out there, you're then, a failure. Yes, yeah. that's exactly. To right. me, that's you're you're yeah. right. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, because yeah, we're all gonna have fun when we land that forty pounder. Yeah, but getting them the knowledge to where they feel more apt to be able to do it than by themselves, and, you know? And we're both ex-teachers. Yes. And I wonder how much that plays a part of it. Because yeah. there's a certain f- fulfillment of watching somebody get better at something. Yes, absolutely I right. think of, of teaching, I think of coaching. Yeah. Especially coaching, because it's, it's so much, like, obviously... It's you, a faster turnaround. Like, well, you could see the change in a direct fashion. The, and the goal never changes. Like when you're teaching, you have a unit. Yeah. And then it learn the stuff. You have a test or assessment of whatever type. And then you take it and then you might revisit some of it based on the, the data you have. But for the most part, you're going to end up moving on to the next unit. Which then, usually ties in somewhat but, to what you had. Before. But it's not as quantifiable to see the improvement in those instances as it is in save wrestling. Yes. You know, like to see a kid get better at setting up his double leg. Yeah. From season beginning to season end. That's just so much more obvious than the improved intellectual capabilities in a classroom. Yes, absolutely. Right. And I just love watching kids get better. Yeah. And to see it in that, I don't know. It's, it's sweet. And it transfers, like I say, it transfers the guiding. Yeah. Cause most people I take out are kids. <laughs> they're just an older body <laughs> that's why we get along <laughs> Woody what is your deal you're very needy right now I just now. want mom to get home I think she is home <laughs> I did hear something Yeah. maybe we have an intruder in the house oh, that's alright Yeah. tell him to pull up a mic <laughs> <laughs> we'll set up another mic <laughs> hope you know about fishing right what are you shaking well he does that <laughs> You're an intimidating. That's his, that's his go-to. You're an intimidating figure, right? <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole guiding thing is. He's like, go check out that noise. <laughs> Take your nine with you too. 
I don't want him coming downstairs. Uh, <laughs> you had something from Bill. Oh, Mr. Service. You took Bill out fishing, did yes, you? Yes, we had a great time. We had an awesome time. Well, he sent you some, uh, <laughs> you might be river certified if, right? Bill does a lot of fishing pre-work. Like he gets up early in the morning, yep. fishes, goes to work. Well, he sent me one the other day that made me giggle because I've, I've been in this boat where he, uh, he found a shad. That, have you really? You don't even have shad where you live. How have you been in that boat? I've, I've mostly night crawlers. Oh. Like when I'm bait fishing, yep. I just throw a night crawler in my pocket. Okay. You know, I, my work shirts have a pocket. Right. That, that's a worm holder. <laughs> so I just throw a night crawler in there. So if I got to move upstream or downstream, I have my night crawler. You should get that embroidered on it. <laughs> Worm holding. Anyway, so anyway, Bill. So Bill. Bill finds this shad and he's like, yeah, that's, that's a good catfish bait. That's nice and fresh. So he throws it in the pocket of his hoodie and continues fishing and then goes to work and realizes said shad is still in pocket of hoodie. <laughs> At least that's better than washing it. Can you imagine all the shad scales everywhere if you freaking wash that thing? I'm the way he described it. I'm pretty sure he had to throw the hoodie away because he said the inside of the pocket was nothing but shad scales. Just obliterated like shad, a disco ball. See, that's what I imagine. If you threw it in the washing machine, it would all be like that. Oh, Ella's here. Ella's here. What are you shaking like? What it can stop shaking now? Because the intruder is friendly. Yeah. You scared our dog. <laughs> Have you been beating him down lately? He would think so, but he just peed upstairs. He was afraid to see me. He peed up. Oh. <laughs> so the plot thickens. That's why. He knew the ass beating was coming. Woody peed upstairs. Ella shows up and <laughs> he knows that there's a. He thought he got away with a trick. Somebody's going to yeah. yell at him upstairs. Yeah. Woody is uh, <laughs> cowering. Cowering. In that... straight Woody fashion. <laughs> Don't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not involved in your pee fashion. <laughs> That's surprising. I let him out like two hours ago. Yeah, like two days ago. He went out. <laughs> All right. So Bill, Bill had the obliterated shad. Yeah. Oh, the next thing we need to cover. We're going to have to end the F-bomb contest. The F-bombs, I'm sure, won't stop. Oh, f- <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the one you'll have to leave in. Uh, but uh, we were talking about time constraints as far as being able to put these podcasts out. And I know it doesn't seem like much, but by the time you package up some stickers and take them to the the post office and whatnot. It's like I said, it don't seem like much, but it's time I don't have at the moment. Yes. We might revisit it. We yes, might recome, absolutely. might come back to it, but currently I'm, I'm doing stuff 16 to 18 hours a day working on different things. And if I could re if I can save a half hour here, or half hour there, like that is big. Yeah. So you can put into another venture. Yep. And, and that's just it. So everybody who's emailed me about it, I appreciate it. It's and keep super, emailing us. Yeah. You know, keep, yep. keep at it. And I'm going to keep missing them. So keep listening. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nature of the beast. But this one's much calmer than our last one. I added. Well, it, 
it, it's the amount of people. Yeah. You know, like we're all very comparable. So if you have, let's say I drop two F-bombs and talk a bunch of trash, you drop two um, F-bombs and talk a bunch of trash. Then Jeremy you got, Dawson drops 47. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we can't understand a thing he says but that. <laughs> the post cast. <laughs> That was such a good time. It is. It is. Another thing I want to mention, and I mean to say this at the beginning of every podcast, and I always forget and wait till the end, just like this time. <laughs> but if you share the podcast, like that helps more than pretty much anything because yeah. there's not so much an algorithm to get this thing out. It's uh, word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. Yeah. It really is. So. Sharing it on social media, telling your friends and that there's a couple dudes who are full of shit and talk catfishing <laughs> and, and pretty much anything related to fishing. That that goes a long ways. And anybody who has done it, there's been a lot of people been sharing it lately. And yeah. I appreciate it. Yes. I really do. Really do. And but the more the merrier in that regard. Yeah. And another thing I was thinking is time wise. Like, would it be better to do more hour to an hour and a half long podcasts? I already know the answer. Like to this some question. of them, some of them have been like two and a half, three hours. I is, mean, is that too long? So you can email us. And so let, email us and let us know. My thought on that is let them be what they are. Yeah. You know, like, instead of taking away from the flow. Yeah. Of the con- yeah. Let the conversation roll. Yeah. If it's rolling and if it ain't rolling, then wrap it up. Yeah. Kind of like this. We're about to wrap this one up. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, so you want booking ice fishing trips? Yes. Uh, Iowa ice is unpredictable to say the least. We're, we're but, in the bottom part of the ice belt. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, travel. Yes. Book and some. if, if you guys are interested in hooking up, um, I'm just bought a new otter vortex lodge. It, it says it fishes four to five. I want, you know, three of us. Yeah. You know, so we got plenty of room. You're going to have some jaw jackers set up now. Going to have some jaw jackers. I'm going to got uh, some decent uh, Vexlars. Uh, I got and a Markham. All the equipment. And a Markham. <laughs> I got all the equipment. Um, I want to do some camping as well. So if you guys want to do some ice camping, I'm all on board with that. But if you guys are interested Ryan's going to have my crappie waypoints <laughs> for the nighttime ice camping. Oh, yeah. That's when you pound on them. Absolutely. There's nothing better than setting up at, at dark and those crappie move in and just bam, bam, bam Unless you're bam. trying to catch walleyes. <laughs> that was the last time I was out there. I was trying to catch walleyes on this mid-lake hump. It went from six, It was 60 feet all around and at the top. It went to 20, and I was set up on the edge of it. Where it went from about twenty to thirty, yeah. and it goes steep. Yeah, and you're like they're the going to be here feeding on these crappie. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I just figured they would show up. The walleyes would show up. Yeah, and it was nothing but like ten to fourteen inch crappies. Damn it! Eating quarter <laughs> quarter ounce rattle baits, <laughs> and I it was so annoyed that I packed everything up and moved fifty yards, and they freaking followed me. <laughs> And I couldn't get away from these 10... The swarm. Yeah, the swarm of 10 to 14-inch crappies wouldn't leave me alone. I was so pissed. I felt 
felt like such a piece of shit. Like so many people would want to catch these. <laughs> and I'm like, get away from me. Didn't you like delete that video? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, you didn't even. I didn't even post it because I saw some of it and it was like great footage. You're yeah, like, eh. I'll tell you right where to go, Ryan. It's all you, man. You can have those. That's crappies. up north, right? Yeah. Yeah. You and anybody who books a trip, you can have all them 10 to 14 inch stupid crappies. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate welcome. it. I'll take your slack. <laughs> you're welcome. But no, if you're interested at all in doing an ice fishing trip, get a hold of me. We'll uh, talk dates, locations, and we'll get something going. And then uh, for next year, if you guys want to start filling up our, uh, I'll probably start late May, early June. If you guys want to uh, start booking some trips and lining stuff up, you know, who knows what the water conditions would be like, but we're going to go out and have fun. We're going to get on some fish. So I bet we have a little bit of water next year. I hope so. Yeah, I really do. I hope it just for the biomechanics of the whole environment, just Mm -hmm. to flush everything out and kind of start new. That's that's the best part about spring is it just kind of flushes everything out. We start new and, the season, you know, all comes alive kind of at once. You know, you got your mushrooms and your crappies and then your flathead. And, and your 40-pound flatheads. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, Hell yeah. And if you want to support the podcast, uh, Waterland Sunglasses, promo code RC15 helps support us. And you save a little bit and we get a little kickback. And then Bigfoot Bushcraft Fire Starters, they are still badass, and they still start fires. And it's getting cold. You need to fire. Oh, I'm gonna be using the hell out of them when I <laughs> when I go to the big water, man. This week, this week or next week, and then uh, I think that's really about it. Share it. Share it. Appreciate the hell out of everybody. Who takes time to listen. Seriously. Thanks, guys. Yep. Sorry oh. again about last week. Yeah. <laughs> we suck sometimes. Yeah. It's <laughs> just right. the. The ebb and flow of our lives. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Hope you catch a giant. Thanks, guys. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.